Hey, business owners, do you want to go to prison? I'll show you how in this episode of Tax Problem Solved. I'm Deltrice Hart Anderson, keeping the IRS out of the pocketbooks, wallets, and bank accounts of taxpayers. So I'm sure you're saying to yourself, Deltrice, that is a stupid question. No, I do not want to go to prison. Well, hopefully I've gotten your attention. I want to share with you on this episode four instances where business owners ended up in prison for falsifying documents with the IRS. So hopefully you guys are out there saying now, no, Deltrees, I do not want to go to prison. Good. So I will share with you in this episode four examples of business owners that ended up in prison thinking that they could outsmart the IRS. Here goes. So this guy, New York City Council member, I should say, former New York City Council member, I should say, former New York City Council member, Heim Deutsche, I probably got his name wrong, botched it up, but he was a New York City Council member. What did he do? He falsified his individual and business tax returns. He was claiming rental payments on his apartment, utilities, clothing, and food. He was deducting all of those things on his tax returns, okay? Get with someone that knows the law and will abide by the law when they are deducting these items on your tax returns. I know you always hear of cases out in these Twitter streets, these Facebook, all the social media streets where, oh, you can deduct your food and you can deduct your home. No, you cannot. There are special circumstances when you can. And even though he was a council member, so he's a part of the government, he still should not have been deducting these things. So as a result, he had a real estate management company and he was falsifying expenses on the corporate side as well as on the individual side. He exaggerated his expenses so that he wouldn't have to pay about $82,000 in taxes or so he thought. Well, once the IRS got a hold of him, instead of evading $82,000 in taxes, he ended up having to pay a fine of $5,500 as well as $107,000 plus in back taxes. And he lost his job. He lost his um, seat, his city council seat as well. So there again, you cannot deduct these things and think that you could get away with it. And on top of all that, prison time. He received a three-month prison term. When someone is looking at purchasing an existing business, the first thing that that potential buyer is going to want to know is what are the business's income and expenses over however many years. So 
three to five years, right? Because you want to see a trend. This is going to determine the business's profitability currently, as well as future profitability, because no one wants to buy in most cases, no one wants to buy a failing business, right? So here's the story about Cherie and Dudley Hellenbrand. They owned a sports bar slash bowling alley in Wisconsin, and they were in the process of selling their business. So what did they do? They had this video gambling machine that they installed in their business maybe 10 years ago. And this machine, this gambling machine was highly profitable, but the Helen brands did not report their profits the way they should have. Now, not only did the Helen brands not report the profits as they should have, the company that serviced the video gambling machine, they were called Global Vending. Global Vending falsified receipts for Midland Sports Bowl. So I'll give you an example. And these are just pure example numbers. This was not in the report um, for the Helen brands. But let's say the video gambling machine was making a million dollars a year. Well, the global vending machine would ask the Helen brands, how much of this million do you want me to report to the IRS? And then the Helen brands would say, oh, go ahead and report 500,000. Okay. Now that is criminal. That's criminal. You are always supposed to report all of your income, okay? When you are generating income from a business, all of the business income should be reported. And then whatever offsets would be the expenses, the legitimate expenses. But that's not what happened in this case. So fast forward, the Hellers, the Helen brands are now selling this Middleton Sports Bowl company. They got a potential buyer. The potential buyer starts looking at the income. And what do the Helen brands tell the potential buyer? Oh, we really are not reporting all of our sales from this machine. Global vending machine allows us to report whatever we want. Well, guess what? The potential buyer was an IRS criminal investigation special agent. They were working undercover. So guess who got got? The Helen Brands, as well as the owners of Global Vending. So see how you get in cahoots with these people, these other companies to help you do dirt. And guess what? you can end up in prison. They were found guilty. They, it was a tax loss of over $269,000 over a seven year period. And everybody was sentenced to six months in prison. So for a lot of people, 
a lavish lifestyle is like just the American dream, right? So you get your expensive dinners, your shopping sprees, your your big vehicles, your luxury ve- vehicles, all of that. Well, that's exactly what the Chicago business owner did. Chicago business owner, Sean Smith. He inflated his income to get to have the lifestyle that he wanted. And guess what? He carried that lie onto his tax returns. So he said that he owned several companies, including a construction business. And what he would do was put himself on payroll, falsify his payroll, submit the W-2s to the IRS as though he was earning millions of dollars in wages so that he could get big refunds from the IRS. And then on hit, so that was on the business side where he would inflate his income and create those false W-2s. But in order not to pay a bunch of money to the IRS for earning so much income, he would claim a bunch of losses on his personal tax return. So he would say that he made all this money so that he could get the credit that he wanted for his for his lavish lifestyle. But then he would claim big losses on his personal tax return. As a result, the IRS would give him refunds to the tune of $815,000 of refunds, okay? Now, I know a lot of you out there, I've heard of people because I, when people come to me that are in tax trouble, sometimes I hear those stories. And guys, I'll tell you up front, Do not come to me if you have done something like this. A lot of people will come to me and say, oh, I wanted to get this house or I wanted to get this car or whatever. So I said I made more income on my tax return. Now, can you amend this return? Oh, no, 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 I cannot. Mm -hmm. And another thing is you need you a criminal attorney, a criminal tax attorney at this point. And I want to hear nothing else from you. Here's a referral. Goodbye. Because that is criminal. You falsify tax returns in order to get what you want. So you inflate your income and then you turn around and want to amend that tax return after you've got what you wanted. That is a huge no-no. Okay, so don't be like Sean, because guess what happened to him? Sean was sentenced to three years in prison. Sometimes when there is IRS fraud, there's also other government agency frauds, right? There could be Medicaid fraud, school lunch, as well as Pell Grants. How can that happen? Well, here's an example from a Missouri businessman, Jeffrey Scott Allen. He owned this satellite-based internet and television company. He did installations for satellites, right? And he was a big-time contractor. 
he had a profit, an annual profit of $2.1 million. So he would take a monthly draw from his his $2.1 million company of $6,000 a month. He had children. He had a whole family, right? So he has this $2.1 million company, but it looks like on paper that he is only profiting $6,000 a month. So $72,000 a year, right? If I did the math right. He did that so he would not have to pay taxes. He was writing off his personal family expenses through the company and all of those expenses allowed him when it when it came time to file his tax return he was qualifying for medicaid for 3 of his children he qualified for free and reduced school lunches and he also qualified for the pell grant all because it appeared that his income was low enough when he submitted his tax returns to these different places to receive government assistance. That again is a no-no. Please understand, especially when you have these contracts, the IRS already knows how much money you're making, okay? And there are formulas, there are books, there are resources that the IRS uses to determine what your expenses should look like based on the type of business you have and the amount of income that you are bringing in. So the IRS will pair up the income that you report with the resources that they have of what expenses you should have. And that's how audits are triggered. Okay. Now here's the thing. I'm not saying that the IRS always gets it right. The IRS will know your income. You have to prove what your expenses are. Okay. Sometimes you may have more expenses than the norm and that's okay. But those expenses should never include your family's personal expenses. You, you just can't deduct those things. I don't care what you hear out in these social media streets. There are certain personal expenses that are non-deductible. So here you have Jeffrey Allen, who is a millionaire, a multimillionaire. But on paper, he is qualifying for Medicaid, free and reduced lunches, as well as a Pell Grant program. And for those of you that don't know what the Pell Grant is, it is the grant that you get, you can get if you qualify, if your income qualifies you for college. Okay. So yeah, he's doing the most and he ended up getting two years in prison and he had to pay back $758,000 to the IRS. And he also has to pay back Medicaid, the school lunch program, and the Pell Grant. So business owners, 
That's all I have for you today. I hope there was something that you could pick up from this episode of Tax Problem Solved that will keep you out of prison. Remember when you're listening or seeing all these things out in these social media streets about you could write off all of these personal expenses. You cannot. When someone is telling you um, when you're trying to get financing, oh, go ahead and just put this amount in income and then you can change it on your tax return later. You can amend your tax return. Don't do it. If you're trying to sell your business, first of all, don't get in cahoots. Stop telling people that you don't report all your income because you never know who you're talking to. That's number one, but report all of your income. Okay. And legitimately report your expenses. There are amazing tax professionals out here that can help you minimize your tax bills, right? Legitimately, but do not allow these people, if it doesn't feel good, if, if someone is telling you, oh, I can get you off or, oh, I, um, we can have it so you, that you don't have to pay a lot in taxes. Start looking into that ask a lot of questions and don't be afraid to ask, is this legitimate? Show me tax professional where this is legitimate. It's okay because guess what? Nine times out of 10, they won't be the ones that are going to prison. It will be you and or your business owners, other business owners, your business partners, etc. So that's my rant. If you need anything, let's schedule a time to chat about it at www.callthetaxpro.com. That's www.callthetaxpro.com. Again, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Tax Problem Solved. I'm Deltrice Hart Anderson, keeping the IRS out of the pocketbooks, wallets, and bank accounts of taxpayers. Till next time, bye y'all.